We're in that time frame. Amen. Amen. So this morning, if you keep in a journal or if you are keeping good notes and for our SoundCloud listeners, good morning to you as well. We're going to be talking about how the blood of Jesus Christ has united Jews and Gentiles. The blood of Jesus Christ has united Jews and Gentiles. Amen. Amen. So if you want to label that and we're going to turn to the book of Galatians. That's our scripture. Galatians. Thank you, Lord. All right. Amen. So we're talking about the blood of Jesus Christ has united Jews and Gentiles into one body called the church. Okay. And so I like the way God is doing this. He's taking the Sabbaths. He's taking the Passover. He's taking unleavened bread and feast of weeks, waving of the sheaf. And he's showing us how much he really did by going to the cross and shedding his blood. A lot of times uh, we only hear, well, Jesus died for our sins. Jesus died for our sins, and he did. But there is so much more that Jesus Christ did when he went to the cross, and God knew that once Jesus went to the cross, it was going to open the door for all these other spiritual blessings that we would need. Amen. I mean, just think of it. If Jesus hadn't went to the cross, then we would not have a real lamb. Uh, we would still be taking an animal or basically remembering how they used to take an animal and shed his blood for our sins. But you know, God never wanted that because the animal never did anything. He never did anything. And just think of it. The Holy Ghost would have never came from behind the veil without the blood of Jesus Christ. Think of it. We would still be trying to figure out how to please God, how to have God not to be angry at us. No, but Jesus came in and he's given us an eight-day Sabbath. We wouldn't even have the fire of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost. God couldn't even come near to us if there had been no blood shed. There could be no resurrection of the dead. We, we wouldn't have any hope of only going to sleep in the Lord and knowing that one day the trumpet is going to sound and we could hear it and we would rise Praise God first, and then those which are alive and remain, they would be caught up to meet him. That's going to take the power of the Holy Ghost. But it took blood for that. So we have a lot to be thankful for, a lot to really be rejoicing over. So look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. And it says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Okay, so if no blood had been shed, we still be under the law. We still be under the curse of the law. If no blood had been shed through Jesus Christ, who is our Lamb of God, we would not be connected to be in the seed of Abraham, nor with the blessing of Abraham be able to come upon us. We got a lot to be thankful for. Amen? Amen. 
So we got you. We, we are redeemed. What does the Bible say? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We, we're redeemed. And then I like the last part that we might receive the promise of the spirit by faith. So what has happened? The blood of Jesus Christ has did more than just save us from a burning hell. The blood of Jesus Christ has did more than just save us from our sins. We got that's why the Bible says we owe God. We owe him everything. We owe the Lord Jesus Christ everything. You mean to tell me you can't even give him 30 minutes on Sunday morning? We can't even say hallelujah. We can't say thank you, Jesus. We can't say praise the Lord. We owe him that. Tired or not. Well or sick. We owe Jesus that. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. The Jews first, then the Greeks, to everyone. That's why we, we, we letting it be known. This is a Christian church. We are Christians. We are Christ followers. We, we, we believe in the Holy Bible. Glory to God. So the blood of Jesus Christ has fulfilled the eight-day Sabbath Passover and Pentecost we have been reconciled unto God in one body by the cross we have been given access by one spirit unto the father and we have become a habitation of God through the spirit do you know if Jesus Christ had not came and shed his blood do you know we would not have any access to God the father did you know, and I've said this so many times, that when Jesus died on the cross, he came to reconcile us back to God? What are you saying? There's three? No, there's three and one. Jesus Christ is God. What he's telling us is there is no way we could have approached his full deity. Woo! We could not even approach his full deity without the blood. We would have dropped dead on the scene. But thank God for the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. <laughs> Look at here, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, God can come and live on the inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. Look at Galatians chapter 4, please. Somebody say, God, God, who is Christ, does not do anything before time. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. And it reads, but when the fullness of the time, somebody say time. Time, time is everything. Time is everything. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't throw it away. It's everything. It's what we have under heaven. Hey, shout out Shake. Look, he says, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Do you know you've been adopted? You've been brought back 
We were bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are the sons and daughters of God. Did you hear? We are the sons and daughters of God, the Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, you're no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, here it is, then an heir of God through Christ. Somebody said when the fullness of time came. So Jesus Christ needed a body. I need you to understand that. God is a spirit. Mm. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, with God being a spirit, he could not have came here and died for our sins as a spirit. Who would have saw it? Nobody. Who would have believed it? They didn't have any evidence. So, the lamb was only to be done as an alternative until Jesus came on the scene. That was not God's best. Somebody say, that was not God's best for me. So, God himself took on a body to come here and suffer in. But guess what? If Jesus had a never went through the womb, he would have never gotten a body. Think about it. I asked the Holy Ghost. I said, well, Lord, why didn't you just make a body and put your spirit in it? You know what he told me? He says, if I had created myself a body, Anna, that body would not have been born into the world and through sinful flesh. I said, oh, that's right. He says, I had to come through sinful flesh and take on the nature of humanity. I couldn't have just made it like I made Adam. I couldn't have just took some more dirt. I could have took some more dirt and breathed me into it and walk the earth. He said, no, that wouldn't have did. I had to come through humanity, sinful humanity, and die. The body actually was a sacrifice. Hmm. That's awesome, isn't it? I said, we need to know our God. I think that's awesome. So the humanity of the Messiah started in the womb of Mary. Well, we, we've shared this, and we're just going to go right on through it. We're not going to give you all three, three uh, cycles, three trimesters. So the first trimester of fetal development, three weeks after conception. Somebody say three weeks. Three. After Mary. After conceived. conceived. Okay? By this time, the embryo was made of three layers, and the top layer is called the ectoderm. It gives rise to the baby's outermost layer of skin. Okay, Jesus had to partake of that. Jesus had to partake of that. Why? Because he needed skin. He needed skin from humanity. It couldn't have been created. You know how they have real diamonds, and they have diamonds created in a lab? Oh, come on now. Come on now. No, no, no. He said, I couldn't have created me a body, Anna. 
I had to come through the womb of Mary. Also, within those three weeks after conception, not only do the baby have skin, but then the nervous system is also beginning to come into play. Amen? Amen. Christ came through the womb of Mary to take on humanity. Can I prove it? Go to Hebrews. Oh, yeah, we came to give you scripture because God's people are not ignorant. He doesn't want us in darkness, amen, about who he is and what he does and how he does it, amen? So, okay, if you got your Bible on the iPad, your Bible on the phone, iPhone, or your Bible, please go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. And it reads, it tells us, for as much then as the children are partakers of what? No, come on, let's get it together. For as much then as the children are partakers of what? Did it say flesh? That means you were born of a woman. That means your daddy and your mama got together and we were in her womb in embryo state and skin developed. Jesus did the same thing. God did the same identical thing. The Bible says that because the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Is that in your Bible? He took part in the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Oh, my Lord. Somebody say, this is is. the resurrection story. story. Say, all we've been hearing hearing is the resurrection story. story. The Bible says in the 15th verse, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels. There it is. When I read that, I was like, oh, my Lord, there it is. Because he spoke to me before I even got there. And I said, okay, Lord, you didn't take on a heavenly nature. You didn't, you didn't create this, this, this body and then put yourself in it. You didn't create this body in a lab. No. The Bible says he didn't take on a heavenly nature. There it is right there. He took on a nature of humanity. So every time you read in the Bible where it says son of man, that is talking about his humanity. When you see son of God, it is talking about his divinity. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. And I, if I had time, I, as soon as we can get to it, I want to preach on, and the Lord is preparing me for this, I want to preach on the three main groups who claim Abraham to be their father. 
Jews claim Abraham as their father. Ishmael, Islam, they claim Abraham as their father. And I'm finding out some interesting stuff. I didn't even know there were four different types of Jews. I said, Lord, who's going to straighten all this out? Who's going to straighten out? And I'm learning. So I said, oh, my God. The Jews claim Abraham as their father, and that's why they claim title hold to the blessings of Abraham and to uh, the temple uh, glory to God on the temple mount and they claim hold to uh, we are God's people but what you got to understand about the Jewish people they only have five books in the Torah Exodus Genesis Exodus Numbers Deuteronomy Leviticus that's all they have so now, Lord, I kind of understand why they don't believe in Jesus Christ. That's all they have. They, the, even the New Testament, Paul wrote and said that the Jewish people were given the very oracles of God. What are the oracles of God? It is the Ten Commandments and the 613 laws that they were given. That's what they go by. And that's why they're called Judaizers. That's why we have to be very careful that we stay within the mainstream of Christianity. We are not Judaizers. We went beyond the five books of Moses. You see, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they wrote the New Testament. But then here come Paul. God just pulled him up and snatched him up from hell, changed him. Brought him into the apostleship so God can do whatever he want to do. Amen. Huh? That's why, don't tell me God can't use a woman. Amen. Paul was a murderer. He was going around killing and murdering the Christians and saying God was telling him to do it. But God said, I'm going to change your mind, Paul, and I'm going to change your name. Amen. His name was Saul. Yes. And he was going around and he was murdering the Christians and saying, God told me to do it. And he was locking everybody up that was calling on the name of Jesus. But one day he met Jesus. And a bright light shined on his path. And he began to say, who art thou, Lord? And Jesus says, it's hard to kick against the prick. And he changed him. The, the, the apostles were so afraid of Saul until when Jesus spoke to them and told them to go and minister to Paul, they said, Lord, that's the man who was killing us. And the Lord said, he's a changed man now. Somebody say, God. God. I say, God, God, who is Christ, can change any man, any woman. Yes, he can. And so Paul, God uses Paul to write 99 and a half percent of the New Testament. That's how we got the New Testament. It was revelated to him by God, the Holy Spirit. But the Jews don't have that. 
I said, okay. So they don't believe in the Holy Ghost. They don't believe in salvation through the blood of Jesus. They don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. But they know that law. And they perform the law. They stick to it. That's why they wanted to murder. See, Jesus' death on the cross was not just because he was not keeping the whole law that the Jews was going down this ABC. This is what he should be, how he should be. It was also political. That's a whole other message. They killed him because it was political. The Romans thought he wanted their kingship and Caesarship. And the Jews said, you can't be our king because you don't follow the examples that the Old Testament told us about. Because our king is going to come and set up a kingdom and override the, the, the Romans. But see, when Jesus came, he didn't come to override the Romans. He came to do something with sin. Oh, Jakarta. And then Islam say, Abraham is our father. So what they did, I was very much amused. I said, Jesus, not amused, but just, I don't know, give me a word. I was so in an awe that they take parts from the Bible. I said, what? And they believe in a lot of the prophets. They have their own little group of prophets that are in the Bible. But they only believe a portion. And they believe Jesus is in that line with those prophets. But he's at the bottom as a good man. He's not God. Because they believe in Allah. And Allah's sayings or above all of the prophet sayings. I said, what? Wait, 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 Lord, is this real? So therefore, why would they believe in the blood of Jesus Christ and the virgin birth of Jesus Christ? It's not in the Quran. Why would they believe that God would come and implant himself in the womb of a woman and be born of a woman? It's not in there. It's not in there. I was in awe. I said, okay, so this is all. I said, God, thank you. I'm a Christian. And it's real to me. Because I can honestly say God is real. And I'm not talking about somebody told me God is real. Because after I got saved, first of all, it was the Holy Spirit that led me to Christianity. Mm -hmm. And then it is the Holy Spirit that began to teach me the scriptures. Not a man or a woman. It was the Lord who began to teach me the scriptures. Because when you start studying all these different religions, it will throw you if you ain't grounded. I mean, I began to rock and reel. I said, Lord, this is a bunch of confusion. No wonder. No wonder. No wonder. You can't take parts of the Bible and say this is what you believe and this is what you believe and this is what you believe. And then scrap the rest of it. That's, you can't do that. And so I'm, I'm, I said, okay, God, I, I don't care who don't like it. This is a Christian church. This church believes in the Bible, the Holy Bible, the word of God, the word of Christ. We believe in the virgin birth. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
We believe that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. That junk is confusion. I said, God, I'm so glad I'm saved. I said, it's too late. They can't rock my world. It's already rocked. Oh, rest in me, Anna. Rest in it now. You just rest in me. Oh, we're getting it together. We're going to bring it. Amen? Maybe not today, but we're going to bring it. Because I think it's needful to take the scales off our eyes and unplug our, take the plugs out our ears. And that's why Islam does not like Christianity because they say God is holy. He would never come down and unite himself with the filth of flesh. But what they don't understand is whatever God touches. What did he tell? I can prove it. What he told Moses at the burning bush, take off your shoes because where you're standing now is holy ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, he He showed a little shake. Oh, I'm gonna preach it. I told God, I said, I don't know why you raising me up this way. I said, but you, you embedded all of these things in me, and I'm not gonna give you the years because I'm 35. Thank you, Jesus. I said, but you've been implanting these things in my spirit from day one, from many, 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 many years ago. And now I see why I have trouble watching other ministers because God always takes me gently and says, no, Anna, I want you to do this and I want you to do it. It's because he's teaching me himself. Amen. He's te- now, every now and then he'll let me come up and get some air and then I'll just hear what he told me. And I thank him for that because that gives confirmation. Okay, Lord, I'm, I'm on the right t- path. I'm not hearing another voice. I'm hearing your voice. Amen. But he definitely wants to keep that secluded. That he teach me himself. And I told him, I said, I don't know why you're raising me up this way. I said, but, what, what, but whatever you want me to say, I'm going to preach it. Amen. And this didn't just start in 2003. People want to get saved today and get the Bible and start preaching tomorrow. Come on now. <laughs> Ooh, the Lord gave me a touch. Woo! He called me to preach now. You don't know nothing. How many days have you spent in the wilderness? What have you gone through? And I mean gone through. And came out of it on the other side with the Lord's help. This is not a shake and bake ministry. This, I'm not a shake and bake preacher. Yes, Lord. He took on flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. We're not going to hold you long. You learning? Is it good word? Amen. Because it came from the Lord. It didn't even come from me. Sometimes when God dealing with me, I be so turned around. I said, Lord, is this don't even sound. He said, just preach it. It'll come together when you get up there. I say, and you know what I say like a little soldier? Yes, sir. I don't question God. 
even when I don't understand, it's yes, sir. Yeah, my, 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 say. Hebrews chapter 10, Amen. verse 4. For it is not possible, it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Wherefore, when Jesus cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offering thou wouldest not, but a body has thou prepared for me. Do y'all see that? He said, in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. That was not God's best. The lamb was not God's best, but he had to use the lamb as a foreshadowing of his lamb that was going to come on the scene. Amen? Amen. Above, verse 8, above when he said, sacrifices and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither had his pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then said he, talking about Jesus, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Somebody say, the second second. is made firm and settled. settled. Say, it's established. It says, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Somebody say, Jesus is not going to die for sin anymore. That's why when you study the book of Revelation, all throughout Revelation, the Bible says, and God was seated on the throne and the lamb. And God was seated on the throne and the lamb. (laughs) And they gave glory and honor and worship to God and the lamb. And I began to say, Lord, many years ago, I said, God, what is this? Why is there God and the lamb? I don't understand. He said the lamb is only a representation as a reminder, as a memorial to remind the people how they got here. It's to remind them that what John the Baptist saw when he looked at Jesus walking and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. He says it's a representation that when you get here, you're going to see the Lamb and you're going to remember how you got here, how you got over, how your sins were forgiven. It was through the blood of the spotless Lamb. You're going now. I'm taking you. I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you. You're going with me. Yes, Lord. He said you're going on. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. God wasn't pleased with those offerings. He, he, he didn't have no pleasure in those offerings because the lamb didn't do anything. You see, in order to die for man, another man had to die. In order to die for humanity, another human had to die. But none of us were good enough to die because the human that died had to be blameless, had to have no spots, no blemishes, and the blood had to be pure. 
So God said, I don't see a man and I don't see a woman. I, I love you, Anna, but you can't even do it. He said, I got to come down and I got to have a body prepared for me. And I'm going to put myself in that body and I'm going to leave my glory in the third realm. But I'm going to get up and I'm going to lay down my garments of glory and I'm coming down to the earth and I'm going to walk amongst my creatures. I'm going to show them my power. I'm going to let them see my kingdom power. And then after three years, I'm going to carry. I'm going up God Gotha's hill. And I'm going to lay my life down for mankind that I created. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Somebody say glory. glory. Somebody say glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. No other prophet, no other little God with a little G has ever laid their life down. Wait a minute. Not only laid their life down, but resurrected on the third day. Every other God, every other prophet is still in the grave except for Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Somebody ought to say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Shine for me. Shine for me, Anna. Go on and shine for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm like Paul. I don't know anything else but Jesus Christ crucified, him crucified, and resurrected on the third day. I don't know another God. If there be another God, I don't know him or her. The saints better get that way. That you don't know any other God, no other saying, but the Holy Bible. Because I'm telling you, if you're not rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ and in his word, you get to messing around in these other religions, they're going to mess you up. You're going to be crazy. No, thank you. No, thank you. I believe in one God. And see, the Bible tells you how to approach God. He says, you approach me like this. He is the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. He is the God who created the heavens and the earth. See, can't no man, can't no woman, can't no other prophet attach their name to that. They have not made the heavens or the earth. Neither have they gave life uh, to the creatures in heaven, nor the creatures in the earth. Ha! The Bible says, in him, ha, we live, ha, we move, ha, 
We have our being, our very breath in our nostrils have come from God himself. I'm talking God the Christ. He's God the Son. God the Holy Ghost. He's God the Creator. He's God all by himself. He's your God. He's my God. And he want to be the God to all the nations. Is he your God today? I say, is Jesus Christ your God today? I say, is he your Savior today? Is he your Redeemer today? Huh? Is he your keeper today? Is he your provider today? My, my, my. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give your God Christ praise. Give the glory to Jesus. Give the glory to Jesus. He's your God. He's your lifter. He's your deliverer. He's your preserver. He's your sanctifier. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ is. Who is our God? What's his name, church? What's his name, church? And he said, my glory, I would not give to another. All the glory go to God. Everything you got, God gave it to you. Everything good that has happened to you in your life, God did it. Preserver of our soul, keeper of our soul. Uh huh. That's what King David wrote, Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Uh Uh-huh. Who restores thy life. He satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. It is the Lord who executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Bless the Lord, oh my soul.
Oh, you give him the glory. It go to Jesus. I said, go to Jesus. It go to Jesus. 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 No, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. Uh huh. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that will believe. Everyone that will believe. She called there's only one God I said there's only one God and he told me to come down here and tell you now don't don't run out to church don't get afraid but he been telling me he said tell him I'm holy that just simply means learn how to reverence him for who he is he is holy he's a holy God he's not a toy yeah, 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 yeah. He the king of kings and lord of lords. Mm-hmm. He's the faithful witnesser and the first begotten from the dead. He's the prince of the kings of the earth. <laughs> uh-huh. He's the one who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He made us kings and priests unto his father and God. <laughs> unto him be glory honor and dominion forever you better put away these false gods and all this false reading and all this false writing you better get it out your house you better get rid of it because it's confusing there's only one God one God and his name he got a name y'all his name is Jesus Christ and neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men where we must be saved. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
God already told me he got my back. He'd been telling me that for a while. I didn't understand it. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. I'm going to preach his word. He said, I got you. He said, I got your life wrapped up, tied up in me. Preach what I give you. I'm going to preach it. And I don't have to be afraid for my life. Because it's God's word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's going high. Tell them, Anna, it's going to go high. Tell them it's going high now. Yeah, God said this ministry going high. The word going high. You going high. He said, I'm going to take them high in me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Tell him it's me, Anna. It's God. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. I say it's Jesus. I say it. Say it with me. Say it's Jesus. Say the word is Jesus. Say the preach word is Jesus' word. The atmosphere is Jesus' atmosphere. Say God doing it. God doing it. God who is Christ is doing the work. In our midst. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Your Messiah. Yeah, Lord. Yes, sir. And thus said the Lord, the mantle of my forefather has descended today. You can write it down. The mantle of my forefather, said the Lord, has descended upon my life today. Oh, yes, yes, Lord. Go to First John chapter 4. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. First John chapter 4. And the Lord says unto us, the word of God says unto us, First John chapter 4, verses 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby, know ye the spirit of God. Know the spirit of God. Look at your neighbor and say, know the spirit of God. Say, the word is about to tell us how to know the spirit of God. This is how you know. It says every spirit that confess it, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confess it, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. 
You say, what, 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 what does that mean? What does that mean, pastor? That means every prophet, teacher, evangelist, apostle, uh-huh, pastor that has the spirit of God in them, it is going to agree with the virgin birth. It's going to agree that Jesus Christ took on the form of a seed and went into the womb of a woman and took on the humanity of the world. He took on a human nature. He said, that's how you know the false and the real. And as I'm studying all these religions, I'm seeing a lot of false. Because they do not believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. But it's more than just believing he came in the flesh. You got to believe in the virgin birth. You got to believe that he took the form of a seed and was planted in the womb of the belly of a woman. Shine for me. Shine for me. Shine for me, Anna. It's me talking. Yes, Lord, have your way. I'm just a clay vessel. You God. You God. He said, don't believe him. Run from him. Get away from him. And he says, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of antichrist. Whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now already, it is where? In the world. It's here now. It is denying the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. It denies the blood of Jesus. It denies the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It denies, here it is, Jesus is God. Oh, he was a good man. He was a good prophet. Do you know you got a lot of churches, big churches that still don't understand Jesus is God? You would be surprised how they fumble and, and, and just kind of stumble over Jesus is God. And I'm looking at them like, oh, my God, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for opening our eyes, opening our ears. We believe Jesus is God. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. be surprised I keep trying to tell you you're walking in a greater light you're not a Jew you're not a Gentile you are a Christian you're not a Judaizer did you stop at the five books of Moses no you went on did you stop like Ishmael Ishmael got circumcised but he didn't stick with the word remember they left out the camp they had to go God told them you gotta go but guess what? They had learned enough from Abraham to take with them. That's no excuse. And that's why Islam fight, fights over the temple over there. That's our temple. That's, this is Mecca. Well, Mecca is a whole nother. Oh, Lord. They have to travel to Mecca at least once in their life. Oh, I'm studying because God got me there. And wherever God take me, I'm going. I don't care. But they fighting over that temple in Jerusalem where you pray at. They said, that's our land because that belonged to our father. And the Jews said, no, that's our land because that belonged to our father. But Jesus came and said, he told the woman of Samaria, 
You know, the Samarians were also of the Lord. They were half-breeds. They had Jewish, maybe mama or daddy, but the other parent was a heathen. The Samarians were called half-breeds, and that's why the Jews didn't like them, because they were not fully Jews. But Jesus told the Samarian, the, the woman told Jesus, she said, well, your people say we're supposed to worship up on that mountain. And Jesus said, woman, the time is coming and is now here where you were neither in the temple nor on that mountain worship God. For God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I ain't got to travel nowhere. All I got to do is get in the spirit of God and begin to worship him. Confusion. I've been working on it, but God told me, he said, put that away. He said, I want you to do this, but he got me working on it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. Because it's confusion. Too many of our black men run into Islam they don't even believe in the blood for the forgiveness of your sin with your filthy, dirty self. We got to have the blood of Jesus. Huh. They, they don't even believe Mary was a virgin. They, where is power at without the Holy Ghost? Where is your power? Where are your rights and your privileges and your authority? And, and miracles without the power of almighty God. Where are they? Where are they? Somebody say, I'm free. I'm free. We free in Christ. Yes, Lord. Thank you. I said, we free in Christ. Amen. You see, <laughs> Paul's gospel was so strange to the Jews because he was preaching to these very people that I'm telling you just a little bit about. They didn't believe in any of these things either, and that's why they hated Paul. But it didn't matter, because out in the group, there were those who began to believe and come out of Judaizing. See, Judaizers still believe in all the law. To this day, they're waiting on the temple to be built so they can run back in there and start sacrificing lambs. Judaizers don't even... They're still waiting on a Messiah. They're still waiting on God to come. If you read the Bible, and I'm soon to close. I, I sense you, Father. I do. I do. If you read the Bible, in 1 Thessalonians, it talks about the catching away. It talks about how the trump is going to blow, the voice of the archangel. But when you get to Revelation, it says that every eye is going to behold Jesus and everyone that pierced him is going to see him. That's two comings. One coming is for the rapture. And the second one is for the Jews that will be left here and all the one, everybody that's left behind to see him. I won't be here for the second one. I'm listening for the trump. I will not be in the great tribulation. I will not give my life when Jesus has given his life for my salvation. See, the church, right now we're in a time of grace. 
I said, right now we're in the time of grace where you can be saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you don't have to give your life for salvation. But if you miss the rapture, you're going to have to pay with your life. I won't be here. If it's one thing I know, Brother George, I will make it into that great city. They can't take that from me. They can take a lot of stuff from me. But you can't take that from me. I will be there. I will be there. I'm going to walk through those gates. I'm going to make it in that city. I'm going. They used to sing a little song. I'm going to make it in that city if it costs my life. I'm going. I'm going. Because I'm going to do like Nehemiah. The Bible says Nehemiah was building the wall. He had the Bible in one hand and a work tool in the other one. I'm going to enjoy the blessings of the Lord here with my mind on going with the Lord. No. We think it's crazy out here now. Food price is high. Gas price is high. Clothing price is high. Everywhere you go, things are high. And I heard one man say, and the food prices are not coming down. And they say in the day of the Antichrist, you're going to need a chip. You're going to need a number in order to buy, sell, or trade. And that number, Revelation says, is the number of a man. Six, six, six. Flesh, flesh, flesh. I won't be here. You can have it. They can have it. They can have the house, the car, the clothes. They can have it. They can have it. See, the church got to learn how to live. The church got to learn how to live. Enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Enjoy what God is doing for you, but keep your eyes on listening for the trump because the trump don't sound. I don't care how old you are. You better be listening for the trump. 12 and up, 12 and up, 12 and up. You better buy these children the Bible. You better get them some Christian stuff to work with. You need to bring them to the house of God. One day a week. One day a week. He says, don't believe every spirit. You better try the spirits whether they be of God. What does it mean? Many false prophets. There are false people with the false spirit in them. There are false people with the false spirit in them. And they will not, they will not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. They won't do it. And that's the spirit of Antichrist. Somebody say, that's the spirit of Antichrist. Say all these different religions, all these different religions that deny Jesus Christ. That's the spirit of Antichrist. Say it's already in the world. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and this is the last scripture. Take the word home. You better take it home. The deposit been made in your spirit, in your soul. You need to take it home. Don't let the devil steal it. 
talking crazy, acting crazy. Maintain and hold on to the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is the last scripture because I feel the Holy Ghost lifting. Amen. I do. I really do. And when he leave, I'm leaving too. How about that? Is that all right? 1 Corinthians 12 and 3. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man, no one speaking by the spirit of God can call Jesus accursed. Did y'all hear that? When they start talking against Jesus and start talking crazy, got literature that don't line up with the Bible, uh, that is not the spirit of God. That is the spirit of Antichrist. It's got a name. Antichrist. You better run. You better get on out the way. You better leave that alone. And that no man, no one of humanity can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Is that in your Bible? So when they get to talking crazy, just know of a surety. That's not the spirit of God. I'll talk to you later. When, when they get to bringing out all that, well, you know, somebody wrote this, and this is real good. Is it, is it scripture? Get away from it. I, I had the opportunity, brother said. I'm talking to you, baby. I had the opportunity to order that book called Enoch. <laughs> so I, I was sitting there, and I'm fixing the clothes. And so I'm looking at the TV, and I said, oh, Lord. I said, well, maybe you, you, you had me to turn this on. You know, maybe you want me to read the book of Enoch. Now, the book of Enoch is not in the Bible, but there are some sayings of Enoch, just enough of what God wanted us to know. So I took the number down. I took the price of the book. And I said, ooh, I said, I'm going to call this number, and I'm going to order this book, and, and, and maybe I can, I can get some, uh, some more in-depth detail about some stuff. So I took the number down, took the number of the book, put it on the side of my office desk. And they, they went off. So they came back on the next week. And they started talking about UFOs. I said, what did they say, Lord? They started talking about UFOs and aliens. I said, I thought they was a Christian folk. Now, they Christian folk. Then they start talking about all the demonic names of the devil's uh, uh, accompaniment. I said, okay, that's a lie from hell. You getting off my TV. I took the little paper, tore it up, put it in the trash. I said, no, thank you. I don't want no book of Enoch. I said, whatever I need to know, God, open my, he'll, he'll talk to me. You have to be careful. See, what's happening is they saying, they saying the Bible is not enough. But it's not enough, Ralph the second, Minister Ralph, because there's no power behind what they're saying, and they'll never get the power till they come through Jesus. Amen. They don't know what the key is, but we got the key here. Amen. We got the keys to successful living, and the key is Jesus Christ. I said, Lord, is these people crazy? I thought they talked about Christianity. They got to talking about aliens. They got to talking about outer space. They got to talking about uh, the, the, the henchmen of the devil's clan and talking about they know their name. 
I think, well, I don't want to know their name. I don't need to know their name. Because the Bible said, the Lord said, the Lord rebuked thee, Satan. So what's happening is a lot of people in Christianity, they're saying this is not enough to grab the people's attention. But what they don't understand, they're not with, they got to stick with Jesus. The power, the power is in Jesus. I threw that junk away so fast. I said, oh, no, no, no. You won't have me running through the house. Eventually, <laughs> look at me. You have to be very careful. And they literally putting this stuff with Christianity, y'all. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost or you're not word-minded, that's it. You can't decipher what they, you can't under, it's like, but baby, I, the antenna went up. I said, beep, goodbye. <laughs> With the clicker, click. Don't, won't be coming back on the TV no more. Amen. Take the word home. Amen. Work the word. Amen. We are a Christian church. Amen. 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 God bless you.